Welcome to the Far Side of Leadership podcast, where you can have fun, and if you're lucky, learn something about leadership. And now, Terry Farr, your host. Welcome to the Far Side of Leadership. In this episode, the title is, You Can't Always Get What You Want. Now, I'm not going to sing that, but of course you know that Mick Jagger, the Rolling Stones, they came out with that song. <laughs> I don't know uh, what I was listening to or whatever, but I, heard, I think I heard that. Maybe it was in a movie or something, and I heard that, and I went, man, let me pull up that Mick Jagger rendition of that song. And there was a couple YouTube videos out there. Uh, the one that I listened to, I think it was like seven minutes long. I mean, it was ridiculous. And he must have been, I don't know, he looked like he was 18 years old, probably hiring a kite. I don't know. It looked like a very small crowd. But he was really into the song. And so we're going to talk about you can't always get what you want. But what the rest of that song says is very important. And you ought to go out there. If you if you like the Rolling Stones, if you like Mick Jagger, go out there to YouTube. I think there's a four-minute video and a seven-minute video. And, and I believe it was a seven-minute one that, I mean, he just got in your face. And, and uh, he, he was into it. But... He said this, or sang this, I should say. And for those that know me, you know good and well, I'm not going to sing this. But he said, you can't always get what you want. And then I think he said it like three times. Then he said, but if you try sometimes, you'll find you get what you need. So listen to that again. You can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you'll find you get what you need. Has that ever happened to you? You wanted something? Well, I can give you an example of wanting something, getting that something, and then going, eh. My late father-in-law, Douglas Smith, asked me one time, he said, uh, what kind of car would you like to have? Because at the time he was buying and selling cars, you know, making a few bucks here and there, having a good time, keeping his mind fresh, sharp, occupied. So he asked me, what kind of car would I like to get? And I said, real quickly, I said, a Mercedes. So he planted this seed for me to buy a Mercedes. And, and I believe in planting seeds. I believe in dreaming. I believe in setting goals major. So I didn't write it down, I don't think. But in the back of my mind, that seed started growing and never went away. I wanted a Mercedes. Now, at the time, this is a long time ago. At the time, I was driving probably the best car I'd ever driven. Seems like I might have put this in a podcast one time, but I'll tell the story again. 
That way, if you heard the first time, you know I'm not lying. But I was driving this, uh, at the time, a 19, I think it was a 1988, 98 Oldsmobile. Four-door, beautiful blue, sunroof, bucket seats, leather interior, shift on the floor. Of course, it's automatic. Oh, and at that time in life, you know, I didn't have a bag phone. I, I don't know if I had a regular cell phone. Again, didn't have a bag cell phone. I never had one of those. I had first one I think I ever bought was a brick. And for those of y'all that are old, you know what I'm talking about. Those that are young, look it up. I mean, it 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 was about like having a brick, and you didn't want to use the phone because it cost so much. <laughs> I mean, it was like. It pretty much was for emergencies, you know. But anyway, and I had so in this blue Oldsmobile, I had a uh, a phone on the floor, if you will. And, and I mean, it was it was probably probably the best car, might be the best car I ever had, really. Cause, I mean, it was brand new. Oh, it, it was a beautiful car. Drove good. Anyway, so. I'm getting a little a few miles on my car, and and then Douglas starts helping me. You know, he was watering, if you will, the seed in the back of my head about this Mercedes because he's beginning to ask me how many miles did I have on that Oldsmobile. And I don't know how many it was, but all of a sudden I'm getting to think, you know, and he's telling me, hey, at some point, you know, you might not get top dollar. I don't remember what he told me, but but that's what I'm sort of thinking. So anyway, about this time, um, we, my wife, Pam and I, we're living in Brandon, Douglas and Lucille living in Carrier, Mississippi. We went to visit for Thanksgiving, and Douglas says, hey, I think I found your Mercedes. And I went, really? And he says, yeah, Rick Bounds has one down on the lot. Looks good. Four-door, tells me a little bit about it. He tells me what color he thought it was, but he wasn't real sure. So I'm beginning to dream about this car. And then uh, he says, yeah, and I bet you can buy it for X number of dollars. And when he told me the X, I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. I didn't say that out loud, but I'm thinking, I can afford that. I can buy that. I can I can pay cash for that. So anyway, that's again. I think that was like Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, we're not gonna leave the house on Thanksgiving Day to go look at that car. I mean, we're out in the out in the country in in Carrier, and the car is in Picayune, about eighteen miles away. But anyway. So I, I called my brother-in-law, one of my three brother-in-laws, Stanley, who was visiting his mama in Picayune. And I said, Stanley, you know, as I look back, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I called him. I said, hey, man, do you mind riding over to Rick Bounds' lot and take a look? There should be a Mercedes sitting over there. And uh, see, see what it looks like. Call me back. Let me know what the color is and all that stuff. So he calls me back and said, hey, looks looks good. And, 
you know, of course, this is nighttime, and he told me what he thought the color was, and I'm going, okay, all right. Well, you know, we, I don't know how many days we were at uh, the Smith's house, but we finally, you know, get up to leave to go home. Well, I sort of went out of the way and went down to Picayune, to look at this car and well that must have been Saturday and uh, so salesman comes out and uh, opens the car for me look at it ask him how much it was he gave me a price a lot higher than what Douglas <laughs> thought I could buy it for I didn't even test drive it I just walked away well we went back home to Brandon then my sister and brother-in-law that live in Slidell came up to visit the family. That included my mama uh, for, for I guess it was late Thanksgiving. I guess all this happened now that I'm thinking back. Well, it had to all happen within, maybe they were already there. They were probably already there. I bet that's what it was. They were already there. Anyway, so we get there, and I, and I get my brother-in-law, Nody. I said, let's go look at let's go look at cars. It was it was cold as ice, and uh, we went to Blackwell, Chevrolet, Mercedes, whatever they were called. And man, the, the same Mercedes was a lot more than the one that uh, Rick Bounds had in Picayune. And I said, well, this must be a fluke or something. They must be, you know, overpricing these cars here in Jackson. Then we went over to, uh, I think it was Danny Gray over in Brandon, went over there and, and, and looked at some. Uh, he had some Mercedes out. Might not have been Danny, but somebody over in Brandon. And they were high-priced. So, again, this is this is on a Saturday, right after Thanksgiving. I called my father-in-law. I mean, I'm out in the parking lot. It's, it's cold. I called him, and I said, Hey, how about calling Rick and see what the rock bottom dollar is on that car, on that Mercedes? And he called him. He called me back, gave me the rock bottom dollar figure. And I said, well, do me a favor, call Rick and tell him I'll buy it. And I'll be down in three hours to pick up the car. And sure enough, went down there, picked up the car. I think I must have got my, I did, I got, I got uh, my oldest daughter, Courtney, my, this is my memory, now this is a long time ago, to ride with me, and we went and picked up the car, and on the way back, I'm driving this, golly, I wish I could remember, I want to say it was an 83, I don't have a clue. Big old long stretch, I don't know, 380 SEL or something, Mercedes. I felt like a big shot, man, riding home in that thing. And then I look in the mirror, and Courtney's driving my favorite car, my blue 88, 98 Oldsmobile. And I'm going to be honest with you, before we could get home with that car and me looking in the mirror, Rearview mirror at my blue Oldsmobile that I was fixing to sell because I bought me a new used Mercedes. I looked in that mirror and I said to myself, not out loud, you idiot. Because I know more than, 
I wanted that Mercedes. <laughs> I wanted the Mercedes. Maybe, maybe because it was somewhat of a dare, a dare or a dream. Dare to dream. Y'all ever do that? Dare to dream. So I, you know, I wanted that car, but I definitely did not need that car. In hindsight, I should have kept that blue Oldsmobile because it was a fine. I mean, it was just a fine. And I never had any trouble with that car. Only trouble I had with that car that I remember is when somebody stole it and and broke out the back window to crank it up, and uh, they took it to Hattiesburg, and this guy calls me and said, hey, I think I, he said, are you missing a car? And I said, yeah. He said, Blue Oldsmobile. I said, who is this? He said, oh, don't hang up. I think I found your car. It's in Hattiesburg. They stole my blue Cadillac and uh, after they brought down your uh, blue Oldsmobile. So I get, when I picked up my car in Hattiesburg, oh, did it stink. The back window was broke out, and they stole my daggum telephone that was on the floorboard. But you know what? I didn't no more need that Mercedes. I drove it for a while. started giving me some trouble. And then my mechanic said, I recommend you sell it. So I sold it. But anyway, have you ever wanted something? Just you wanted it so bad, but you didn't you didn't really need it. Or either you wanted something real bad and you didn't get that, but you got what you needed. I guess maybe my takeaway from this one-sided conversation is, especially when it comes to spending money, because when I bought that Blue Oldsmobile, let me go ahead and reverse this thing for a minute. I saw that Blue Oldsmobile in Jackson, Mississippi. At night, I was fixing to go to work for a mortgage company. I won't mention their name because you might think I'm saying good things about them. But anyway, I went to, and which they were a good company. Uh, but anyway, anyway, so they were going to pay me a car allowance. And when I saw this, I couldn't even really tell, but I knew it was a dark color. Blue Oldsmobile. What's the name of that Oldsmobile place used to be there? Paul Moak. Paul Moak. Uh, and I got my buddy Steve Lawler to call to get me a good price on that car. So I, I think I better stay off of car lots at nighttime. That might be a good idea. But I think sometimes we want stuff and impulsively, is that a word? Impulsively, we go buy it. And then we find out, hmm, really didn't need it. So I think my tip for the day for myself is especially when it's a major ticket item, be slow or be slower than I am about sometimes making a harsh, rash, quick decision and regretting it. Because again, especially when it comes, well, especially now if you go buy a car, I mean, what you gonna spend no less than 50 or buy you a fine pickup truck for about 80, you don't want to make a mistake there. You don't want to make a mistake buying a house. Now, I'm not saying it's got to take you a week or two to go home and sleep and meditate and whatever. But do your due, due diligence and check things out 
that you want, don't necessarily buy it that day. Wait a day or two or three and then say, is this really what I need? And I'm going to wrap up with this. I want a new laptop computer. Not only do I want one, I need one. The one I've got is giving me fits, and it has given me fits on more than one occasion. So I have put some money into it two or three times, and I'm not going to do that anymore. So what I'm doing is I'm putting it in slow motion, doing my due diligence, and then I'm going, when the time is right, I'm going to buy me a new laptop that I need. So anyway, hope I didn't bore you too much with this. I wasn't real sure exactly what I was going to talk about when I got into this. But just make sure if you want something and you buy it. Now, if it's if it's a hundred bucks, what the heck? If it's a lot of money, ooh, what the heck? Make sure that when you want something that you really need it. Because there's definitely a difference between want and need. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to the Far Side of Leadership podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today. Feel free to share with anyone you think may enjoy the podcast. For more information, visit terryfar.com.